Welcome to the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. We've got an additional episode this week. As promised, we are going to be looking at the episodes of TV series that spoof the X-Files. If the lists have been able to track down a comprehensive, the only such episode that we're going to miss is one we've already missed. It was a Season 3 episode of Weird Science, which is not legally available to Canadian audiences, which is where I am, which is why we're not going to be looking at it. Today, however, we're going to be looking at Reboot, Season 2, Episode 9, titled Trust No One. The original air date was January 25th, 1996, which marks it the day before next week's episode. The IMDb user score was 8.0 out of 10. The action primarily takes place in mainframe. Writing credits go to Gavin Blair, with series creator and story credits. Ian Person, who also has creator and story credits. Susan Turner with story credits, and Mark Learen Young with the script credit, and it was directed by Steve Ball. The basic idea of the series, Reboot was the first 100% computer-generated TV series, and it was a fully Canadian production. It ultimately lasted four seasons, with current DC Comics executive editor Dan DiDio serving as executive story editor for seasons three and four. Now, this is set in the world inside computers, where games show up and drop down in the mainframe, and any characters called sprites that are trapped inside these big cubic games are forced to play in the games with life or death stakes. Bob is a guardian, which means he's kind of like a police officer who also plays in the games, and he intends to one day learn if the mythological users are real. In his downtime, he hangs out with friends Dot Matrix and her son Enzo Matrix. And obviously the episode we're talking about, Trust No One, is an X-Files spoof. So, for a lot of these spoofs, we just get what seems to be a bunch of creators of another show who like the X-Files, like homage to it, and are possibly looking for a bump in ratings by tying into that. This probably wasn't aimed at the same target audience as X-Files. I mean, this was children's TV. So they weren't really aiming for the X-Files audience. This seems like just a straight-up respectful, we love what you're doing and want to do a spoof of it on their show. It's also the first one that had no involvement from Fox. Weird Science was a Fox production, But this was not, as I said, it's 100% Canadian. It was totally on its own. Now, how did this happen? Well, we mentioned when we were discussing season one that Gillian Anderson and assistant art director Clyde Klotz were romantically involved and parented Piper Maru Anderson. Clyde Klotz left the X-Files late in season one. His last episode was episode 15, titled Lazarus. After that season, he became the full art director of Reboot and was from day one. So this is likely a key part of how they were able to get Julian Anderson to come in and provide one of the voices for the project. So in this particular episode, there's a series of mysterious disappearances, and agents Data Nully and Fax Modem are brought in to investigate. So Fax Modem is convinced that the mythical web demons are real, as he witnessed his sister's abduction by one of them when he was just a child. People write him off as a spooky lunatic, but he's ultimately proven right when Dot Matrix and the other captured sprites are found in the clutches of one such web demon. And series regular and prime suspect Mouse is shown to be working for an alternate secret group of good guys. So the prime suspect actually is a hero in the end anyway. Now, Dana Nully is voiced by Gillian Anderson. Fax Modem, on the other hand, is voiced by Scott McNeil, rather than David Duchovny. McNeil is probably better known for his voice work as Wolverine in X-Men Evolution, Piccolo in the Canadian dub of Dragon Ball Z, as well as other parts in Transformers, He-Man, and G.I. Joe revival cartoons of the early 2000s. So this is one of the better X-Files spoofs, as well as one of the earlier ones. It manages to hit a lot of the tropes, get a few good laughs out of it, but it's done respectfully. 
So it really comes across that these creators are fans of the X-Files and like what they see and are trying to support that series. The only real downside to pulling out this episode in isolation is that it's part one of a two-parter, although the second part did not involve Data Nelly or Fax Modem, so that's why we're ending the coverage. Had they been in both parts, I would have covered both episodes together. But in any event, that's what we have to say about Trust No One. Reboot as a whole is worth tracking down. Uh, If you're watching with young kids, you might want to preview it first. The first two seasons are great for any age. Then it took a year off when it came back for seasons three and four. The series had grown up considerably and went to darker places. It also had more serialized storytelling and appealed more to the parents than the children. I do highly recommend the entire series, but just be aware that there's a big tonal shift between seasons two and three. So don't forget, we are still asking for feedback on how we treat Millennium in the podcasts and how we schedule the podcasts about the Revival series. So that feedback can be sent to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com. Also feel free to rate and review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows get noticed. So do that for this and all the shows that you listen to, please. You can join us next week for Sizzy G, which has some interesting Before They Were Stars casting. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Pool Side by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content is copyright 2016, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.